0: Welcome to the Victorious Living Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Nakia Young, and welcome. It is 2024. We are rocking and rolling, and we have a very, very special guest in the studio with us today, and that is Kim. And I don't want to mispronounce your last name. Is it right here? Absolutely. I got it. Awesome. Kim right here. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being with us today.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm really excited.
0: You are so welcome. And you guys, we are titling this episode, Taking Command of Your Health. Taking Command of Your Health. So the theme for this season of the podcast is Commander 24. Commander 24. And there is a double meaning to it because it is 2024, but also we each all have something in common and that is that we all get the same 24 hours in a day and how we use them determines the level of success we will have. So throughout the season we're going to be talking about different topics and we're going to be talking to different guests about levels of focus and discipline that it takes to achieve a goal. And Kim is the perfect guest to kick this conversation off, because taking command of your health is something that we all aspire to do on a regular basis. But at no other time of the year is this goal more popular than January. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: So tell us about your story. How did you get into this health journey? Well, I used to be a journalist, I, um, and we were traveling around the world all the time, moving from country to country, three mm-hmm. kids, in town, um, and I had been working as a freelancer for a long time, um, and finally gotten this full-time job again, like a nice career move, three kids, I thought I had sort of made it, and had it all, that was exactly 15 years ago, and I thought I was at the pinnacle, and then from one day to the next, literally, Literally, I was struck down by a very scary, uh, inexplicable f- at first disease. Oh, I no. started seeing I started seeing double, which was like really scary because then, you know, when you see double, you know that there's something wrong in your brain. I mm. um, was hospitalized, tons and tons of, of tests and checkups, and um, they did guess right away that it was probably something autoimmune, but since my symptoms didn't fit into all the boxes... Um, I spent six weeks in hospital sort of not knowing what was going on, and that was Mm -hmm. super scary, super scary. After three weeks, I could not even wiggle my toes. I was sort of paralyzed without any sensation from the hips downwards, Um, and I can honestly say that was the scariest time of my life because there was no way of knowing would I ever walk again. Mm. Now, they pretty soon guessed that this was probably this one off autoimmune thing that would go away but it took its time in going away and i got home i mean it was really exactly 15 years ago i got home just one day before christmas
0: wow. and
1: i was in a wheel i was in a wheelchair and my kids were small and like my whole life had been turned upside down that's for sure and that was just the beginning because i then had to um get transfusions monthly for 2 mm. years after 2 years the doc told me okay i think you're fine now you don't need the transfusions anymore so i thought wow i've got a new chance a second chance at life i uh, yeah. when they told me that i cried all day with you know with emotion and happiness
0: mm-hmm. and the
1: whole thing lasted for about a year and 3 months and then i we moved countries again we moved to france and i felt numbness in my left hand my fingers was some it was somehow moving upwards again same like it you know, my my legs had been paralyzed, like in a downward movement. Mm-hmm. And th- tests again, checkups again. And uh, then I was diagnosed with MS. And yeah. that was absolutely cruel because I was so happy. I was like, I had gone back to being healthy and being a normal person as I thought. And then it was all taken away again. And I sort of I didn't want to be that sick person. It you know, when you first get diagnosed, you get it's really scary. And you, you especially with autoimmune stuff, you don't know where it's leading. Yeah. But I didn't want because the hospital stay had been so unpleasant, you feel like you lose your self-determination, you lose your dignity. And I when I the second time around I just spent a few hours in the hospital for 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 a transfusion. I could go home. Um, and I was sure of one thing. I didn't want to adopt that identity of a sick person. I wanted yeah. to, to be my own boss. Um, so as soon as I uh, felt better again, and it wasn't a big, big relapse that I had when I was diagnosed the second time. It was just my hand. And my hand is still numb today, by the way. Mm. So I do have wow. lesions. But I could walk. I could function more or less normally. So I asked my doctor, "Can I exercise?" Hmm. And then he and he said, "Yeah, you can exercise, but please be careful." And I, and I thought, "What does that mean?" Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like kind of vague. Try, you know, yeah, it's vague. And it was like he was sort of trying not to take responsibility for me doing something that he didn't know about. Um, not saying no to exercise, but not telling, not not giving me like carte blanche to just do whatever I liked. It was very, yeah. very vague. But since I felt that I could move normally, I decided I'd just go back to the gym and I would start lifting. You know, before that, I had been lifting our training with this um, purpose that we have as women, that we mm-hmm. want to sculpt our body, that we want to look good, that we want to be in shape. And that time, after being ill, I went back and I said, I want to build myself back up again because my mm-hmm. legs, my legs were a bit atrophied, and um, I, thought I, w- I want to get strong again, like physically strong. It's got nothing to do with losing weight or, 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 or you know, looking for a particular specific physique. I just want to be strong. Hmm. And it worked like a charm. I got strong really quickly. And then for all my checkups with my disease, um, the doctors were very surprised because I was actually in pretty good shape pretty soon.
0: Awesome. 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 Now you all, I forgot to tell you that Kim is a what a bodybuilder.
1: I'm a weightlifter.
0: That's a difference. It's different. Okay. (laughs) Weightlifter, bodybuilder. I'm impressed by either or because. I am a cardio queen. I'm a self-proclaimed cardio queen. So <laughs> I have to make myself lift weights because I know I need to. But if you're not used to it, it can be kind of confusing trying to figure out what to do and how does this machine work and not wanting to be one of those crazy people at the gym that's doing the machine all wrong. So I right, hats off to you for weightlifting. And tell me more about what you've done with the weightlifting You've done some some big things I, with that.
1: I, I have. Um, and I feel actually very, I feel lucky and blessed that I get to do all these things. And I'm, act, I'm grateful for being able to walk after what I've been through. But after Absolutely. lifting, like lifting for a while and lifting, you know, like in a training way where you do mm-hmm. deadlifts and squats and curls and whatever, um, a coach of mine said, do you want to try Olympic weightlifting? Mm-hmm. I said, okay. What is it? And he said, yeah, it's these two movements that you do. You have to put the bar overhead. One is in a snatch, which is in one go Mm -hmm. bar from the floor overhead. And then the next one is a clean and jerk in two goals. And I remembered watching with my dad when I was a little girl, we watched the Olympic Games um, and we watched weightlifting sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the time it was just like overweight men wearing very weird outfits (laughs) lifting that was that was my memory of that but um I thought yeah I'm going to give it a try I'm always curious I'm a lifelong learner and and I tried and I was hooked right away because it's a cool mix you have to be strong but the strength in itself will not help you because you have to you need the technique you Mm -hmm. have to overcome gravity you have to be very smart in overcoming gravity with a certain technique so you have to it's that is lifelong learning. You can always get better, and it's um especially when you're not twenty anymore, it takes a bit mm-hmm. longer for your brain to adopt all these movements. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I liked it that much that it changed I left the commercial gym and I joined a weightlifting club, and I had been there for two weeks when they said, "Kim, do you want to compete?" I was like, what? Me? compete? <laughs> do you know how do you know how old I am?" And they said, "Yeah, well, we don't care." And it turns out, there's actually a whole master's competition culture out there. And master's is for people beyond 35 years of age. So you become an old person pretty pretty early in life. <laughs> and it's not only for weightlifting. There are master's competitions for track and field and gymnastics and for everything. And I wow. think it's absolutely great because older people... They don't say we're going to sit on the sofa and watch the grandkids. They want to go out there and have fun and and, and measure themselves with, you know, with their peers and, and enjoy this. And I realized after competing for the very first time here in Spain where I live that I actually had lifted the minimum required um, to take part in an international competition. So I went to the European championship and that was in the year 2019 and i remember until this day that i was hesitating i thought well i only just started maybe i should wait one year before i go get a little bit better then i thought no you have to you know if you can go this year go by all means yes and, and then next the the following year the pandemic happened and i would never have been able to do it so i have been mm. so happy that i just went for
0: it then yeah
1: and i have i've participated every year since then and this year i managed to become a european champion
0: yay congrats to you on that that is so awesome now you have to tell us exactly how old you are
1: well i turned 60 in september
0: oh my goodness y'all doesn't she look good i would have never guessed anything over 49 and I'm being very serious. <laughs> I will be, this is my birthday month. I actually turned 43 at the end of the month. So yeah, you're my Shiro. I want to be doing oh. things like that, like from now way into my 80s and 90s, honey. I want to be a feisty grandma when the time comes.
1: <laughs> yes, that's the best plan of all. And um, I have a coach who says that people over 50, they become so... Well, he doesn't say wild. I think he he said they become anarchists, but (laughs) they do whatever they please. And I love that. I love that. That's that's the plan. You know, when you are, you know, you have nothing left to prove in life and you can just go for it and and do whatever you, you enjoy.
0: Amazing. Amazing. So I was just going to ask <laughs> what advice could you give to people? We have listeners that are, I consider myself a generation Xer and we've got millennials and then we've got a few Gen Zers, the generation behind the, behind us. What advice would you give to people at different stages? Because the twenties, I would say that's the age where you think you are invincible and you can just pretty much do whatever you want and eat whatever you want. And you've got this fast, fast metabolism and you're just fearless. That's the 20s. And then the 30s, you're kind of, you still have a little bit of the energy of your 20s, but you're a little bit wiser. Um But I would say like, depending on how hard you partied in your 20s, and teens around late 20s, early 30s. And definitely by the time you get to 40s, that's when check engine lights can start to come on and your body starts giving you those indicators that "Mm, you're not a spring chicken anymore. You may want to do some things differently. So let's go 20s, 30s, 40s. What should people be doing for their health? Well,
1: the one thing that I recommend and I'm I'm a total believer in this and this you can, you know, best start as early as possible is mm. lift weights, lift weights or do strength training. If you hate the gym, I understand you <laughs> can do it at home. You can just work with your own body weight, but do work your muscles um, and become strong. And that is like, you know, from the 20s, the, the sooner you start, the better. This is really mm. something that um i think this is the the one stop shop solution for mm-hmm. so many things we're realizing this now science is sort of catching up with people who sort of felt that in their guts for for a long time yeah it's it's absolutely everything it's your metabolism it's your bones it's your joints it's your mental health mm. and this is something that i'm noticing right now because you say when you're in your 20s you feel invincible yeah and i think it's true in a it's true in a physical sense because you you think that you're immortal right because you, yes. you're 20 you don't, you <laughs> don't really have at it, this uh, it's not top of mind that you know your life on this planet is going to end at some point but mm-hmm. i do seem to notice that people in their 20s now when it comes to mental health, and they have lived this pandemic also, which has taken mm. a big toll. Huge toll. Um, I think, yeah, I think they are um, not. They don't not feel invincible in that sense. I think they do have. They do struggle sometimes um, with worry and and anxiety. And yeah. Fear and. Well lifting weights is really a great remedy for that, and this is not just me telling you this there there's tons and tons and tons of studies over studies that will confirm that anxiety, depression, all these symptoms recede they become less when you lift weights, so that's the first thing you want to do at any kind of age um from your thirties onwards you you cannot forego that at all and especially as a woman if you yeah. You know from your 30s onwards you you lose three to eight percent of your muscle mass per decade if you mm. do not counter that if you do not fight that and I know that you know this because you just told me you don't really enjoy the weights but you know that you have to do them. You because, have to. Um yes so that's what you want to do and basically this um this is the main um you know the main focus that you should have and I'm pretty convinced no matter how old you are you can focus on that and you'll be um, getting better, feeling better um, at any stage. And there's one thing, there's a pretty recent uh, meta study that came out and there's a big misconception about metabolism because <laughs> listen to this, it stays roughly the same from your 20s until you're 60. Wait, so, time
0: out. You yeah, said yeah. it stays <laughs> roughly the same. Are you sure? Because yeah. I swear once I got into my 40s, My metabolism, it didn't slow down, honey, it parked. It just quit on me. I was like, what (laughs) happened? Where did it go? Why is my metabolism like, what happened? So I had to, I just went to, I have a naturopath doctor and he prescribed me some supplements to help, you know, get that going again, give me some thyroid support, but yeah, interesting things happening once you cross the 40s and get into perimenopause and menopause and beyond. But I want to know more about this cuz that's my first time hearing that it stays the yes. same.
1: Yeah. Uh, I uh I think it was at the beginning of the year that mm-hmm. the BBC published um this this piece of news where they had done this big study. And it makes sense, I think. The biggest thing that we do not realize, because it's it's very sneaky and it creeps up on us. As we mm. age, we tend to move less. Mm. Like in your 40s, you're probably at the height of your professional career. You have to work hard. You have a young family. You have to look after them. So you are very, very busy with life. You're doing yes. so many things. And you might be moving less without even noticing it. And you might be eating more without noticing it, mm. and it becomes just this. It feels like it's an inexplicable thing because you're not really thinking that you're doing anything different. You know, I'm just the same. I'm doing the same things as before, but somehow the weight keeps to seems to stick to me. But mostly, it's actually not the metabolism that slows down. It's you who's oh.
0: slowing down oh my goodness she said it's not our metabolism y'all it's us lord help us today
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think that's good news it's great it is it's It's great news this weird weird, thing right that you can't do anything about about that yeah (laughs) yes absolutely
0: i love it i love it i love it that's a a whole different paradigm shift um because yeah you probably think i don't think i'm moving that much less but clearly you are if you're seeing
1: just imagine all the stuff that you've got on your plate uh, yeah especially mm. you know yeah. in your 30s your 40s there's so much going on mm-hmm. there's one really important thing that i would i always stress um just imagine you know you're like in your 50s and all of a sudden you realize that you're carrying too much weight you've become sort of stiff and mm-hmm. and you you know you feel old and you think, oh my God, I should have looked after myself better. If you haven't, you know, exercised enough, if you haven't eaten perfectly, mm. you have done so for a reason, you know, because yeah. you're looking after everybody else. You would, you mm-hmm. know, you're taking care of business. So, you know, don't judge yourself for this. You make decisions and choices every day of your life and you make them for a reason Mm -hmm. so if you start beating yourself up because during your 30s or your 40s you didn't move enough or do do this enough or didn't do this right um you're just you know making yourself miserable instead of looking ahead and asking yourself what can i do now yeah i did those things and i did them for a reason and the reasons are probably very valid and legitimate Mm -hmm. you know when you have small kids you know that yes kids um (laughs) You're not gonna say, um, "Oh, oh, yeah, it's okay." Put your hand on the on into the hot stove. I'm I'm gonna do my workout right now. It's not happening. <laughs> you know, you're, you have these urgent needs that you're taking care care of for your family. So don't worry about what you did wrong. Just ask yourself, "What can I do right from now on? From this moment onwards?"
0: Mm, I love that. I love that because camping out in shoulda coulda woulda land is going to Really set you back. And so we're propelling ourselves for, we're commanding our 24 and we're going to have a very successful year. I saw something on your website. And I want you to talk about something that because Kim is a health coach too, you all. Um, so talk about something that we can do 15 minutes each day that is life-changing. I saw that on your website.
1: Yeah. It's when you start strength training. Um mm-hmm. you, and you just need to do a few fundamental movements. And those movements, they need to be uh, very close to everyday life. Okay. When, when, you, say, when you say bodybuilding or, or weightlifting, many people think uh, of the 70s and have images of, you know, half-naked men, like Arnold <laughs> lifting and pumping. Yes. Um, but those people were like training muscles. And the paradigm has shifted at the beginning of the 2000s. It is now recommended to train movements, you know like pushing, pulling, carrying stuff that you do in everyday life. and you yeah. can um have a perfect full body workout that takes about fifteen minutes, stimulate your muscles, practice those movements that will keep you functional and independent and strong and help you build muscle and then be perfectly fine. You do not have to spend hours in the gym. you just need to practice a handful of movements can do so daily and then you will get better and you will feel and that's the amazing thing you know it yeah. takes about 2 weeks of training like that and you will feel a difference you will stand taller you will feel stronger you will notice the difference in in your arms your legs when you do everyday chores Um, you you become a different person pretty quickly. So Mm -hmm. I think this is also one of the one of the obstacles because people think, oh, my God, I have to go to the gym three times a week and then spend Mm -hmm. one and a half hours there. No, you don't have to. You can really reach super ambitious goals by just doing 15 minutes every day.
0: All right. I love it. And everybody, because that's the main excuse that We have because we're all so busy and go 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 hustle and bustle. It's like, man, I would love to do that, but I don't have time to work out. Well, everyone can find fifteen minutes, so I'm I'm glad that you brought that out. We can find fifteen minutes and you know work the different muscle groups of our body for fifteen minutes and then go about our day. And then as you find more time and you want to bump it up to twenty minutes and then bump it up to thirty, you can, but Everybody should be able to find fifteen minutes. If we can't find fifteen minutes out of twenty-four hours in a day, then something is horribly wrong. I think.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and there's a very simple exercise that you can do. If you know, if you're honest with yourself, you know, you, you do a, you, you create a time diary, just one mm. day. You write Mm -hmm. down minute by minute everything that you're doing and you're going to find so much room for improvement. You're going to find so many minutes that you're spending on stuff, you know, could be scrolling on social media, um, could be watching Netflix, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, If you you do an honest time diary and check out, you know, how you're really spending your day, you will Mm -hmm. find 15 minutes.
0: Absolutely. And yes, I've
1: said that on another episode, but
0: this thing right here, those of you who have iPhones, it'll actually, there's actually a button on here where it'll tell you, it'll text you at the end of every day and give you um, a pie chart of what, how many hours you spent on your phone. It's very humbling. (laughs) (laughs) It'll say, you spent this much time on Facebook, you spent this much, it'll break it down by app. And so that's a good thing too, if you do that. Um, And don't try to adjust your behavior either. Just like be your regular self, whatever you do. And then at the end of the day, look at it and make the adjustments where you need to. Like, woo, I'm spending way too much time here. Ooh, I'm doing way too much of this. And I think for people who have those, oh, my God, moments, because that's just the phone. Netflix, that's a whole different monster, you know, (laughs) television, you know. So just if your phone, if you are clocking between six and nine hour days on just stuff that has to do with your phone alone, and that's not even counting television and your real everyday life outside of that, then you know where you need to make some serious adjustments so that you can hit your health and wellness goals, but also everything else that you've got to do in your year. So that's awesome. So tell us what else you're working on right now. What do you have coming up? Any more weightlifting competitions or what do you got, what do you have going on? Coaching stuff?
1: Yes. Uh, well, I'm preparing for another European championship, which this year is going to be in Norway. Where nice. I've never been. Yeah, okay. get to travel to places I don't know. Um, and I'm launching this January this fabulous in fifteen coaching program where mm. I share, you know, how you can actually get in shape with 15 minutes a day. You just have to tweak your eating a little bit. I'm you know not a big fan of diets, so I try to work with my clients on the focus on what we need to eat, what how we want to nourish our body and not what you, what we want to cut out or, or bad food. So this Fabulous in 15 is it's coming out now in January. And um, it's supposed to be a game changer in the sense that you can realize how little time you need and how little restrictive your diet has to be. If you just tweak your perspective and ask yourself, what is it that I actually want to give to feed my body? How you know to nourish myself to be able to perform and feel awesome every day um, and it's so much easier i mean it's very effective but it's also so much easier than you know starting january thinking okay i'm going to eat cabbage soup for three months and then um, i will go back to normal and and i'll be a different person because you know if you've done that for more than one january you know that it's yeah. not going mm-hmm. to
0: happen Soon as you go back to regular scheduled programming, you gain all the weight back with interest. So it's best to just have a meal plan that's realistic that you can stick with. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Anything that you do, anything that you start in January, you must be able to imagine that you can do it for the rest of the year. Like yes twenty four. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So where can people find, because after you talked about this 15 minute thing, people are like, look, I need her. I need that. Whatever that coaching program is. I need that. How can people sign up and connect with you on that?
1: Yeah, you can go to my website, which is kimrahier.com. And you can start by taking an assessment that's on there. It's a free assessment where you can check out where you're at with your health and your strength right now. So I will not only, Ask you about, you know, can you knock out push-ups or something? It's a it's a deep health, holistic um, assessment where you can sort of really get a, a glimpse of what's your situation right now. And then you can email me at Kim at KimRah.com and we can have a conversation and see where to go from there.
0: This has been so awesome and encouraging. Thank you for speaking with us. We have truly enjoyed this conversation. Oh, and thank I wanted you to so say,
1: much, Nikia. oh, you're
0: welcome. And I wanted to say thank you for, um, Kim found us, you guys. We have awesome listeners all over the globe. So Victoria's Living Solutions is reaching far and wide, and we're very excited about that. So if anybody else is out there and you have a compelling story about discipline and focus and how you overcame odds to be successful Reach out to us at info at victoriouslivingsolutions.com and we may speak to you next. I really want to hear these stories about living victoriously. Kim has done that, um, overcoming age. People think, I don't know why people think women just go out to pasture after 35. I don't know why people think that. <laughs> she has aged well, looks lovely, she's conquered MS. She has one European weightlifting championship, those are the kind of stories we want to hear more of. like how have you overcome odds to live victoriously? Write us and let us know and Kim, oh, give us your social media handles before you get off. Where can we connect with you on social media?
1: Yeah, you can find me with my name, Kim Ra here on Facebook, okay. Instagram. I'm out there, and um you can you know. Follow and see what I'm up to, my weightlifting, but also find, you know, get some tips and tricks and how to, how to improve your own health and fitness.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us. You guys go follow her right now and reach out to her and get in that program. Take that assessment.
1: <laughs> thank you, Nikia. It's been all right, fun talking to you.
0: Likewise, and thank you all for tuning in. This has been Victorious Living Solutions Podcast. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe and keep living victoriously. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, Victors. Coach Nakia here. So let's see. You've set your goals for the new year. Check. You've created a vision board. Check. So that's it. You're all set to have a happy new year, right? And achieve all of your goals this year. That's got to be enough, right? Mm. Not so much. Did you know that 92% of people set goals and say, I'm going to do this and so by the end of the year, and don't achieve them? Did you also know that the likelihood of you achieving your goal shoots up by 65% if you have accountability partners? Hmm? And with that in mind, we are pleased to announce the Command Your 24 online course. This course is just what you need to make sure that you crush your goals despite life's challenges and have a victorious 2024. It comes complete with eight weeks of powerful transformative teachings, weekly assignments, and weekly Q&A sessions with yours truly, access to a private online community, and so much more. You will also receive a 20% discount on all future courses, merch, and etc. So don't delay. Register today. We start February 1st and we are going to have a victorious 2024 and we want you to join us.